Hi, Kerry here, the host of Best of Us Investors. I have a group of people, which I call my tribe, that uh, we talk about every Friday uh, on our Discord. We have a Zoom call and we talk about our investments and our attitudes towards investment. Brian, a regular attendee, wrote me recently and he asked me if I would be willing to uh, do a presentation for his economics classes. He has two classes of high school students that he teaches economics, and he wanted me to explain my ideas and my strategies relative to my investment portfolio. And I was, I was flattered. I was happy to do it. So I'm doing it tomorrow, and I've put the presentation together. And I thought, well, why don't I just do a video? First of all, I think a lot of people might be interested in it in an in-depth look. And secondly, it'll be a good practice for me. So what I'm going to do today in this video is explain my investment strategies, my philosophy on investing, and maybe it can help you. I'll be right back. I'm not your financial advisor. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Let me start by saying I divide my portfolio in two parts, 50-50. Uh, 50% is what I call the safe money. It's, it's money that is going to grow no matter what happens in my mind, and so I just leave it alone. It's basically in Amazon, Apple, Google, Microsoft, Facebook, and NVIDIA. Those are safe money as far as I'm concerned, and that's basically because they're large, they're innovative, they have the best talent, they have the most money, and they're most aggressive of keeping up with current changes. That then takes me to the other side of my portfolio, and that's the aggressive side. You see, I believe that the market is driven by change. I had did an interview with Jim Rogers about a year and a half ago, and he said the way to really make money, carry in the stock market is to identify those companies that are undervalued and the market has not yet woken up to their value and invest in them early. And so I took that to heart and that is what I do. Now, I want to show you then what I next did was create a a chart that looked at the past to help me identify those companies that were undervalued because they the market did not recognize their potential early on. So look at this chart here. I, I basically created it from the day I was born, which was September the 5th, 1944, and I tracked the S&P 500, and I tracked it relative to, the S&P 500 is that green and uh, red jagged line. The big blue line is our national debt, and then I've created events that happened along that line that created the opportunities for undervalued stocks to grow dramatically. And you'll see that uh, our national debt grew just basically simply until um, about 1960 when Nixon took us off the gold standard. And he did that in order to finance the Vietnam War. At that point, prior to that, Every dollar had to be backed by gold in Fort Knox, uh, Kentucky. 
After that, it only had to be backed by the good faith and strength of the U.S. government. In other words, they could print money as they needed it. And you can see that the debt grew as, as the S&P 500 grew along with it. And then we got into a level of over-exuberance about the stock market, in, uh, and which created the dot-com bubble. And you can see the S&P 500 got out of touch with the money supply. And as it did that, it then came back and crashed. After it crashed, they, the money supply had to be cranked up to take to get us out of that over-exuberant, overvalued area and, get, and bring the stock market back up. And you can see that by 2007, the stock market was back up to where it was in 2000, and then again it crashed. Well, why did it crash? It crashed because of the subprime crisis. The, the, our nation got into bad banking habits and created a bad debt that then brought the market down. And you can see it brought it right down to the money supply because what you have to recognize is investments are a privilege. The money goes, when you make money, the first thing you do is put a roof over your head and put food on your table. Then you buy clothes and you basically take the money you receive and put it into the economy and it then, it then basically drips down through the economy until it ends up in somebody's pocket who doesn't need it for a roof over their head and food on their table and clothes on their back. And so they invest. They invest in stocks. They invest in real estate. And that money then creates an opportunity for entrepreneurs to create new ideas that grow into large companies. Well, right about actually back in 19 1989, uh, we saw that happen as we created the digital economy. The digital economy gave birth to companies like Apple and Microsoft. As they grew, so grew their stock price. Now, they had some downturns uh, at when the, uh, the dot-com bubble occurred. A company like Amazon went from uh, $75 to $7.50. So they're speculative, and that's what I'm looking for in the second half of my portfolio. The 50% that I'm going to search for the people that are going to make me a multimillionaire. And as you can see, we went through this over and over. As I say, we had the dot-com or the, um, the digital revolution, which was followed by the e-commerce revolution, which gave us birth of companies like Amazon. Uh, then we had the social media revolution, and that gave birth to companies like um, uh, Facebook, started by a, a young student in uh, at Harvard in his dorm room, had no idea how he was going to monetize it. His name is Mark Zuckerberg, and thus it grew. And over and over again, and, and we see it more recently by identifying a guy by the name of Elon Musk who came out with a, a revolutionary way to clean up our environment, and uh, we had the, uh, the EV 
revolution. So that's what I look for. Now, so you can say, okay, I can see how the, the market grows as innovation and technology, and then it's financed by the, 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 the governments around the world, the blue line. But let me show you something else. This is, this chart is the showing my big six growth over the last 10 years relative to the S&P. And as you can see, it, it, they have just blown the S&P. The S&P looks real good on its chart over here, uh, the first chart I showed you. But here you can see that the real growth occurs in those undervalued stocks, the Amazons, the Apples, the Googles, the Microsoft, the Facebook, and the NVIDIA. And that's what we want to look for. So how do we do that? We look first for what is the event that is going to create this change that is going to give these entrepreneurs, um, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and, and uh, Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg, the opportunity to grow these astronomical companies. Well, I believe that the opportunities for change right now, the events are the coronavirus, the broken supply chain, um, the metaverse, and fintech. So I have then chosen to focus my efforts on three of these, the coronavirus, the broken supply chain, and the metaverse. But I want to focus today on what I found in the uh, from the coronavirus that I think we're going to have an overwhelming change in our healthcare system because the, the leaders of our world got together and said, this can never happen again. We have to make sure that economies are not brought to their knees again by a, a virus and illness. And so we have to upgrade our healthcare system. So now the first thing I do is recognize the change. Now I got to find the entrepreneurs. I got to find the Jeff Bezos and, and, and the Steve Jobs and the Bill, Bill Gates of the healthcare revolution. And here I'm showing you here those people that I found. Uh, we, ha we, we have uh, Jennifer Doudna. We have Emmanuel Carpentier. We have uh, Fred uh, Zhang, and then we have George Church. And then what I did was, a comp uh, was, these are all scientists. These are the people who are working on the technology that is going to change our healthcare system. Genome sequencing and genome editing. And I can get into a little more detail about that in the next slide. But what I want to do is then find out which companies are they involved in that are going to take care of this statement, this can never happen again. We have to improve our healthcare system. And as you can see, I've identified them. Then what I do want to do is find out what is the future value of these companies? So what I do is say, okay, let's go back to the digital revolution and the big six. And what is their value? Well, the digital revolution is roughly estimated today or the digital economy at $11 trillion. Okay, so if I believe then that these companies will grow such that 
that I've identified as part of the digital or of the healthcare revolution, if they will grow to the size of the digital economy, then what is their future? What is their future value? And basically, I have said that my portfolio, which is made up of these companies that I've identified in the healthcare revolution, are worth currently two hundred and fifty-four thousand dollars. If they equal the digital revolution and become an eleven trillion dollar industry, my portfolio is going to grow to twenty-six million. Okay. Now, what I believe, though, is they're going to grow beyond that because I believe the healthcare revolution, that the removal of disease from our bloodlines is more important than this cell phone. I, I just believe that. So I see it as a factor not of growth of 103x, but actually 250x. I believe my portfolio of these stocks that I'm showing you here are going to grow from $254,749 to $63 million. Now, there is a, an author who wrote, who's a very famous author, by the name of Walter Isaacson, who wrote this book, The Code Breaker, who has done an extensive study on this genome sequencing and genome editing. And he said on a uh, CBS interview, he believes that the the growth of this new uh, medical revolution is 10 times larger than that of the digital revolution. So he says that this is not going to be a trillion dollar, a, a, a ten, $11 trillion industry. No, it's going to be a $110 trillion industry. If in fact he is right, my portfolio uh, currently of $254,000 will grow to $6.6 billion dollars. How fast will that happen? I don't know. I believe it will happen within the next five to 10 years. How long did the digital revolution take? 30 years. But the the economy is growing so much faster because of extreme computing power and because of AI, artificial intelligence. That's a whole nother study. And I'm reading about that in this book, uh, the age of AI in our human future. So with that being said, I have one other thing I want to share with you. How do you, as a investor, how do you choose, how do you gain this kind of knowledge? How do you build this kind of portfolio? Well, you basically decide what element of the uh, growth of the future you want to participate in. And to that end, I would say you need to either be in the health cure uh, revolution, the supply chain revolution. We've got to bring the supply chain back to the United States, the cybersecurity revolution, the fintech revolution, which includes Bitcoin or the metaverse in revolution. And how do you become knowledgeable so that you can find the people and the stocks that you can make a huge sum of money on that? You read, you read. And here I wanna share with you 
my suggested reading list. Okay, that's my presentation to the high school students that I'm going to talk to tomorrow. And then I'm going to turn it over to uh, questions and answers. And I'll share that with you in the future. But my, my emphasis is here and today, this is how I believe you can build a multi-million dollar portfolio. First of all, by putting half of your money where the safe money is in the big six. And then secondly, choosing your area of expertise and becoming the smartest guy in the room and finding the entrepreneurs that are going to focus on this change and you then become a multi-millionaire. You don't play the game against Wall Street. You can't beat them. They play with quantum computers and the best educated people in the world, and they play on a 90-day, uh, basically, schedule. What companies are making profits today? I don't care about profits today. Personally, I care about putting a needle in my arm and introducing CRISPR to my body and taking away cancer, Alzheimer's, uh, heart disease, Parkinson's, anything and everything that is a result of a mutation within my gene map, a mistake, something that happened as a result of my parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, something that was introduced into my body that gives me a propensity to have cancer. That's all I'm interested in. And that's how I'm going to become a multimillionaire. Okay, if this is of interest to you, come join our tribe, come be a part of our organization and help me help you build a multi-million dollar portfolio. I'll talk to you probably again tomorrow.